Welcome to Working Matters. I'm Claudia Rimple. And I'm Carl Edwards. Join the conversation on the web at boldenterprises.com. Paying attention to attentiveness. That's right, Carl. This is our third week going over some of these contexts in which we might pay better attention. And today we're talking about problems, paying attention to problems. Problems. Nobody wants problems and much less to pay attention to them. You're right. I think about this and it's it's usually problems are the least things we pay attention to. We just try to solve them. We just try and solve them or we try and prevent them. Let's just make up a false statistic here. Let's say uh, I bet 60% of our policy manuals are made up of things to prevent a problem from happening again that happened just merely once. Yes, maybe we we should take on HR departments next. (laughs) Really liven this podcast up. Ooh, a problem. Let's make a policy so that never happens again. So that nobody even thinks, and if they think about it, we will immediately squash any amount of creativity that they might have. you found out that you just squashed everything. (laughs) That's right. At the other end of this spectrum, we almost want to say, I don't know if I'd go this far, but we almost want to say, no, let's consider problems our friends. And though what's actually going on is probably not acceptable, that it came out can be used for our good. We can learn from it if we are, what, paying attention. And so that's why we're, you know, putting all this focus these weeks on this reactive leadership skill, this ability to see what's going on around you and think about it. And problems are just kind of tough to want to pause and think about. Well, and uh, it's similar to change. Sometimes problems, for the most part, they catch us off guard as well. Mm -hmm. There's something that we're responding to because they're sort of uh, standing in the way of our plans. Exactly. And And they are upsetting almost universally. So how how are we to be attentive to problems? Tell me a little bit about that. Well, the first has to do with attitude and perspective, and it's what I call considering problems your friend. So, and that's just a personal attitude thing of saying, I am not going to react negatively to this negative thing going on. It's good that it's going on, not the thing itself, but that it's out on the table. That's a good thing. Something that doesn't work is out on the table. It has bubbled up from wherever it was hidden and is out for us to look at now. That is a good thing. That, as a leader, I want us to celebrate because now we can think about it. Where did it come from? How did we get in this situation? Why why are these two people at odds? Why did this break now? And that's a great, that's actually a great, very powerful position to be in because you can adjust. You can organize things differently, place people differently, and uh, make it so that you have a healthier time going forward. And that's just, it's its hard to, its it feels fake to take that attitude. Oh, I am a welcomer of problems. You know, it sounds all kitschy. What does kitschy mean? Oh, you know, like pie in the sky, uh, la-di-da. Oh, of course, a consultant would say that you don't deal with reality. Well, and what you're saying is that our reaction to problems isn't about us not pretending they're not there. It's really just realizing that they're there, but trying to make something positive come out of it. And that's different than pie in the sky, right? Exactly. Exactly. And that's what we're saying with this whole series is attentiveness has to do with being willing to look at reality. Even if reality is taking the form of problems, if you can pay attention to it, you're in a much better position to have a positive outcome of this problem. And if you don't pay attention to it, 
So one of the options, the option we really want, that the problem never happens at all, isn't really an option. Problems happen. But what we're saying is you're in a better position to deal with it, paying attention and engaging early on, than you are in pretending it's not there on the one hand, or getting all worked up and upset and mad at everybody because you know, something broke or isn't working. Well, and if you can anticipate it, I mean, you not necessarily find a solution for it ahead of time, but it doesn't have the impact on you. For instance, you, you create a new position, you have to downsize, you have a receptionist that's, you know, responding to four or five people in the office. You can anticipate that there will be some issues with that, whether, you know, mixed signals getting crossed, projects being dropped. Mm-hmm. You know, you may not be able to entirely fix something right now, but anticipating that just creates a whole different reaction towards a situation like that instead of, you know, just responding out of, oh, this person can't do their job or this isn't working. Great example. Because in the the latter example, you know, your receptionist is just going to get upset and grow in resentment for having to do two people's jobs and having to make decisions that a manager should make. And what you're suggesting is if you can if you're paying attention and you you know it's two people's job and you're just making that management decision so that you can think about it and set things up so that all those examples you just said of things getting dropped and having multiple bosses and having too much to do come up, you've already are helping that person with how to deal with that. So then when it happens to the receptionist, she or he just goes into this prioritizing that you've already helped them do on how to choose how to spend um, actual time. So that's a great example that just happens. It just you know, it doesn't do any good <coughs> to say to everyone, it should have been like the ideal. Sounds like a valid thing to say, but it's just not grounded in reality. So when reality is different, we have to think about it and make adjustments. And that's what attentiveness gives us the opportunity. And that's very important with problems because, um, you know, we have a whole seminar we do on that problems unearth opportunities for us. I mean, we teach people how to think through problems in such a way that something has bubbled up, something's broken through that was secret or hidden or pushed aside before, and that's a good thing. And so we can make it a better place now when problems happen, but only if you're paying attention. So what is a really a practical suggestion for our listeners? Just something really just kind of notepad and notebook, you know, sort of practicality, being attentive to problems. Like how do you follow through with being this attentiveness? Like what's just a real tangible suggestion for them? Okay. Well, one is the problem's never the problem. That's just a rule. Whatever happened is not the problem. So the first practical thing you're going to do is you're not going to rush to judgment. You're not going to draw a conclusion. You're not going to take immediate action. It's something else is going on. So what the, what the practical thing you want to do is buy yourself and everyone some space to think about it and find out what's going on, what's happening underneath it. So basically, what you want to do is basically begin kind of, if you have fun with detective stories, consider it a mystery and start asking questions. So your best practical tool with problems is questions. All sorts of questions. What's going on? How did we get here? You know, how did this, how is this connected to it? Ask them, you know, if it's something that's time sensitive, ask them right then on the spot. If it's not time sensitive, spend some time with it. But ask questions. 
and, and don't stop. Don't rush to conclusions. And you will be surprised at what comes out of that. It will be amazing things that will be very simple to adjust that over time work into situations that erupt because they're not, no one's paying attention. Well, it struck me when you were talking right now that I, I think that we look at problems only in terms of how we're going to find the solution that works forever. Oh, good way to say it. Do you know what I mean? Like we, yes. So you look at a problem and you're like, what is the one solution that will take care of this so that it never, ever comes up? That's a great way to put it. And that's a fallacious goal. That's an impossible goal. Um, it would be nice. <laughs> but yeah, so you're immediately out of reach and you're immediately not dealing with the situation because as I just asserted, I really believe deeply that something else is going on that's erupted in that problem. And it's, it's those things that need to be adjusted. For, you know, in your example, the receptionist doing two people's jobs, you, know, you could go on and on forever about, about how people should not have to do two people's jobs in an economic slowdown that's just not connected to reality. So what you really need to do is sit down and help them prioritize and get your managers on board with how, you know, what order their work is going to get done in this imperfect situation. Two whole different worlds. I love that. The one solution that will take care of it forever. That's right. That's that's our dream. (laughs) That's what we live in. That's what we think is, you know, (laughs) awaiting us. But that doesn't make change. That doesn't make sense with life, with change, with, you know, we don't want something that, I mean, things can get better. That's it. That's what, you know, if there's a, one of the themes in all that we do is we're trying to break things down into smaller components in shorter segments of time so that the burden of getting this one correct decision absolutely right that lasts forever is off the table. We're not trying to be right. We're trying to move forward and then paying attention, we learn and then we adjust and we can move forward based on that, and that some of that will work and some of that won't. And if we're paying attention, we adjust and move forward from there. So that there's the pressure's off, that, that gigantic, what's the correct way to structure in this economic and climate with our receptionist doesn't have to be tackled. Well, next week we go to where we'll be talking about people and perhaps we can flesh out our receptionist character. We have so many names to insert there. We really do, but of course we will only use ones that are made up based on real people. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for joining us. We're on the web at boldenterprises.com. We always welcome your comments and questions and uh, even your rants. We love those. We love it when you go off on your workplace. Please join us. us (laughs) We'll see you next time. This podcast is a Bold Enterprises production. 